Hello and welcome to the journalism.co.uk podcast with me, Jacob Granger. This week's podcast, I talked to Ryan Williams about his startup, It's Gone Viral. Hi everyone, Caroline here. Our next UGY Digital Journalism Conference is coming up on the 7th of November at Reuters in London. Now we've got two great speakers confirmed already, and Sarah Marshall from Vogue International, who will be the keynote speaker, and Ellen Stewart from Pink News. And we've got many more great names yet to come. From AI to fake news, we'll be covering all the big talking points, so you'll be equipped with all the practical skills and ideas for you to take into your news organisation. Head over to newsyouwire.com to grab your tickets online, where you can also get the Newsyouwire Plus deal, which will get you an extra day of training the day before. See you there. After spending eight years in IT, Ryan gave it all up two years ago to pursue his social media dream, It's Gone Viral. The project mainly operates on Facebook in sharing viral content, but also has a website which circulates general news and news on TV and showbiz, entertainment and sports. With players like BuzzFeed and Unilad continuing to blur the lines between news and entertainment, I was intrigued to learn more about Ryan's startup and see if I could learn something from their traction. Furthermore, I was also intrigued as to how Ryan has managed to sustain his model, mostly, as it appears, out of Facebook. Recent social media leaderboards rank IGV as 15th most viewed for entertainment pages on Facebook for July. It's not a bad feat for a small team Ryan claims has not even 10% of the resources of the big boys. So what is he doing right? I wanted to know what their user base was engaging with first, and as far as news content is concerned, are they actually engaging with it? what verification procedures are in place and what is left in store. I talked to Ryan on his startup story and his digital strategy. From the age of 18, I got into doing an IT apprenticeship. I've always loved social media. And when my first daughter was born in 2013, I spent a lot of time, you know, up with a newborn baby. Just started playing around with Twitter and I made a few Twitter sport accounts. That's when Twitter was quite an upcoming platform. So I grew a number of accounts like that. So at that point, it was still a hobby. I was being approached to do a bit of marketing personally, so I initially set up my own business to do a bit of sports. It kind of grew from there. I met two like-minded people who worked in the industry, and that's when we moved on to Facebook. We started to create like it's gone viral. It got to the point where we were monetizing enough to where I could leave my IT job, which was a bit of a gamble at the time, but so far, so good. <laughs> yes, but one child and my wife was pregnant. That was a bit of a 12-month plan, that if it didn't work out in that first 12 months, I'd go back into IT. But obviously, when that 12 months was quite successful, and we've carried on doing it. We did invest a little bit into Facebook ads to grow. It's gone viral, you know, because it's hard to get a generic brand off the ground to begin with. But once people started to see the content we post, we were growing quite organic at the moment. So First up, I needed to know what IGV was all about. What content goes on their Facebook and website? What plans do they have to expand into news and journalism? The website is mainly news articles, similar stuff that's trending in the news, showbiz and stuff on the usual, the Daily Mirror, the Sun, you know, stuff off news now, you know, stuff that's trending. The I'm a Celebrity ones tend to get us you know, over 100,000 views and such on the website when we post them articles. The Baby Shark Challenge has been, been quite trending and we've had a number of people send us theirs. So we've done a number of videos where we've put them together in a montage or we've, we've posted individually. I think one of them, the first one that was sent to us is on 7 million views now, I think. So um, so we have a mixture of that and we buy from licensing portals such as like Juki Media, Viral Hog. Parenting Related does really well on, on our Facebook. We've got 
quite a, a crowd that's from age 25 on to 55. So, and it's a 50-50 split of men and women, so we have a really good chunk of parents on there. So if there's anything, children making a mess. Again, alcohol really does well, so if it's someone drunk or falling over or making a fool of themselves, they always do well. Probably about a month ago when the uh, that traffic warden, he booked an ambulance driver. We spoke to the guy who filmed that and he gave us his Twitter version and we put that on that night and that had over four or five million views. And speaking to Newsflare, who provide you like the news style videos that you host on the site, that they do like a rev share base, so you share like their content. It's just a resource thing at the moment. We just as we get bigger, we will have a bit of a bigger team of writers who will get more time to do the newsworthy stuff. We'd love to be doing original content where we feature a new bar in Manchester or you know wherever and feature different companies and such. So the Lad Bible Union Lad, they, they do their usual funny stuff, but they also do tackle some, some bigger, wider topics like mental health and such like that, and they cover the more newsy stuff. So no, it's definitely something we want to do. It's just literally we're expanding as we are, and then hopefully we can start to have our journalism arm bigger. So you've noticed the larger pages, they'll they'll make an article out of a viral video. There's one, I think, a crocodile bit, his trainer's hand a couple of weeks ago. So rather than put that video onto Facebook, they made an article out of it. So it's you have to click to view it, if you know what I mean, rather than it just also playing your timeline. So, so anything that's kind of a little bit riskier, I think people start to article up a bit more. It's something we're looking into with these instant articles. You can make that video now with Facebook. You can also... A few pages have started to use a three-second snippet of the clip as the article cover video. I think there is a little shift towards it and... Um, it's something our, our WordPress guys are trying to work out how to do, I think. We've got about 800,000 of our likes are UK-based. So from kind of 6, 7 o'clock till 11 at night is a really, really peak time for our videos. If we've got something we think is quite funny, we usually save it for one of those evening slots. I think it's the scroll time, isn't it, for a lot of British people. Kids are in bed, feet up. I pressed Ryan on whether he was concerned about circulating fake news. And what other tools of verification do they have now? And left in store? Not particularly because we have a relatively small team. We don't put stories we've read on like niche blogs or anything, you know, that could be made up or which we try to read the, the respected, like the mirrors. We we have automated response that, that'll ask them to email. At the moment, we are working on our own kind of licensing arm to do that, but at the moment it's manually by our content team. So someone sends us a video, we have, we, we ask them. Where have you sent it to? Have you licensed this with anyone else? You know, are, you, are the people in it okay to be used? But actually, this morning we had a company who was offering to, to build in AI for that to happen automatically. They're building tools that can scan the videos and it can scan faces and how many are in it. So if there's three clear faces, their program can automatically churn out a question that says, are these three other people happy for you to submit this? But it's even clever enough, it can tell if someone's young, it'll say... This person's under 16, does their legal guardian have the rights to submit this? And I think that's going to be the next level. It's the way to go because uh, we get sent on average like 30 to 40 videos a day. So that takes manpower to go through them. He's working with the Lad Bible and such like that because uh, they get thousands, obviously, you should expect. Thousands of videos sent to them a day, so it's going to help their team do that. So, yeah, he's invited us to be part of the beta for that. So it's definitely something we're going to be looking into. There's no adverts on his website. How did Ryan afford to leave his job? Where is his funding coming from? Is it sustainable? And does it really replace a job in IT? I wouldn't be doing this if I wasn't earning as much in my last job. Yeah, it's definitely sustainable. Um, we're doing all right and we're growing. 
and we're just we're trying to grow the brand name now so companies want to work with us and they want their content on our our site and our Facebook. Because we push out the articles through Facebook, have you heard of Facebook instant articles? If you click on an article on Facebook, sometimes you'll notice it opens within Facebook, the article. It won't actually take you out to a website. So we update our website, it gets imported into our Facebook page. And then when it's posted on Facebook, it's a Facebook putting the adverts like every four paragraphs for you. So that's how we monetize our Facebook, really, because we found that we don't get many organic visitors. People only ever visit through Facebook. So we made the decision a while back, because uh, Facebook don't like it if your page is full of other adverts. So we, we made the decision to use Facebook Instant Articles, and it allows the, the article to go further, you know, because it's a Facebook article. They've said it's okay. So we get more reach and more clicks to it, so... Yes, that and um and kind of marketing deals that we do on there. We, we work with a number of agencies like uh, Wildfire Go Agency, and they represent brands, and they they can pay us to get the brands video on our page. I'm sure they'll probably ask about the future plans and that, but that is to expand on your Instagrams and stuff like that. It's not all Facebook. Finally, I wanted to talk tech with the former IT man. I asked Ryan to back up his leaderboard claims, and what informs his content to be tailor made for his audience. Yeah, that's it's from a company called Tubular Labs. They work with YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook. So uh, they get all the back-end data and they tend to release uh, leaderboards once a month. So that's a company, again, we're talking to because they can offer uh, intelligence software. They've got a deal maker that can show your page to other brands on there. You can use more stats than just your leaderboards. And then they've got things that can spot viral videos as well. Because they've got so much Facebook data, they can see when someone's video is going viral personally. Because that's kind of the tool that the software company uses. Because, you know, the licensing companies, it will offer someone, say, £200 to look after that video. That's that's the software they're using because it, it can automatically send you an email if somebody's video in London has had a 10,000 views in a minute. So so we're currently talking to them. It's quite a, a big investment. So that's something we, as a company, are looking to work towards using Tubular Labs more. We were trying to do as much unique content as possible, things like that helium-infused gin, where we went out to a gin shop in York, that got 8 million views. We really are trying to look into our end user base. You know Adam Lab Bible and Jungle, they're really at the millennials. I don't know what the word is, kind of middle-aged, if that's the right term, if you know what I mean, but we seem to be really targeting the mature audience. We're just making sure that we look at our videos, we think, will this engage? Because there's certain terminology our crowd won't understand. Every now and again, we'll put in something that's a couple of years old, but funny, and people haven't seen it for a couple of years, or they're seeing it for the first time. And again, people love that. Like We've had messages going, absolutely love that you've posted it. I completely forgot about that. I think the key is that we're just re-engaging heavily with our end user base. Watch this space. Very much the tone from Ryan there, and I will be keeping an eye on their developments for sure. I do hope you enjoyed this podcast at home or on the commute. Please leave us your thoughts on Twitter at Journalism News or get in touch if you're working on anything interesting and you'd like to share it on one of our podcasts. We're always looking to hear from the wonderful minds in journalism. Big thank you to Ryan Williams for speaking to us for this podcast. If you'd like to catch up with more journalism.co.uk podcasts, you can find them all on our website.